So it's July 28, 2010 at the Baltic Sea Festival in Lithuania. And we are on part two. A different way of looking at the map. Yesterday, we looked at the progress of Krishna consciousness in terms of going from Shraddha to Prema. And today, we're going to look at this progress in terms of three terms, Kanista, Majima, and Uttama. But we're going to examine these three terms in three completely different ways. And it looks like while we have this class, they're going to be setting up for the wedding in here. So maybe a little, just a little bit of a challenge. A little bit of a challenge. Don't worry, it's okay. No, I was talking to them. Oh my, Krishna, Krishna. She should get one too. She has to work twice as hard as I do. Do you have water at least? Yeah. Okay. So the first understanding of well, actually, let's let's go back. Let's define the terms kanista, majima, and utama. Do you all know what majima means? Like we have Adi Lila, Majama Lila, Ancha Lila. What does Majima mean? Middle. And Uttama. Tama means? Tama? Tama Guna. What does that mean? Ignorance. And Uttama means? No. No. Above. Above. So here's your Tama. And here's your Uttama. Above. And Ka Nishta. Nishta means what? Steady. Fixed. Stita means a place. Nishta means you're you're in a place, you're you're there. Like this. This is Nishta. It's in a stita, it's stuck. Ka, ka nishta means not stuck. That's kindness. 
Канистра also means a beginner. Ну, также это значит новичок, начинающий. So, those are the literal meanings. Вот эти, это буквальные значения. The general meanings are beginner, intermediate, and advanced. А в основном это начинающий, средний уровень и продвинутый. Beginner, intermediate, advanced in what? А в чем? В чем это? So, three different ways you can be a beginner, intermediate, and advanced. То есть есть три пути, по которым вы может быть можете быть средним на среднем уровне или продвинутым. And we made this point yesterday that you cannot match up these different systems. И вчера мы уже рассмотрели этот момент, что на самом деле вы не можете соединить вот эти все разные системы между собой. One definition of a canista does not necessarily match another definition of a canista. Одно определение канистки не обязательно должно сопоставляться, совпадать с другим определением канистки. Remember yesterday we talked about how a child becomes an adult. Помните, вчера мы говорили о том, как ребенок становится взрослым, взрослеет. And you can look at emotional development, intellectual development, physical development. And they don't all happen at the same time. Is that clear? Is it clear? So first we're going to look at a definition according to the Upadesh Amrita. I think what I'll do, I'll read the translation and I'll have to just give you this and you can try to read it. One should mentally honor the devotee who chants the holy name of Lord Krishna. One should offer humble obeisances to the devotee who has undergone spiritual initiation, diksha, and is engaged in worshipping the deity. And one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who has advanced in undeviated devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others. Yes. Преданный должен в уме уважать почтение преданному, который поступает святое имя Господа Кришны. Он должен предлагать свои смиренные поклоны преданному, который получил духовную инициацию Дикша, и который занят поклонением Божеству. И преданный должен общаться и с верой служить чистому преданному, который прогрессирует в беспримерском преданном служении Господу, и чье сердце совершенно решено So the first two categories here appear to be to some extent external. The first category is one who's received the holy name of Krishna. The second category, the intermediate or Majima, is someone who's received mantra diksha. And is engaged in deity worship. Of course, to understand this well, 
We have to consider the traditional understanding of Diksha. Srila Prabhupada explained that he took the traditional Diksha and he made it into two parts because he was dealing with people who were not born in Vaishnava families. So generally at Diksha you get the Gayatri Mantra you get your spiritual name you get some kind of tapasya like we have our vow of the four regulated principles so all those things happened traditionally at Diksha and giving of the Hare Krishna mantra traditionally was not a formal initiation uh, we'll find this even in Chaitanya Charitamrita Lord Chaitanya will say to someone chant Hare Krishna and Prabhupada will write in his purport that Lord Chaitanya has initiated this person into the chanting of the Hare Krishna. So Srila Prabhupada, in what we call first initiation, gives a spiritual name, and we take vows of tapasya. And in the second initiation, he gives the Gayatri Mantra and the worship of the deity. So when Rupa Goswami here is speaking about Diksha, he's talking about what we call second initiation. So here he's saying that the Kanista devotee has been initiated into the chanting of Harinam. And the Majjhima devotee has received Gayatri Mantra and is engaged in Arjuna Seva or worship of now we can understand that to some extent those are looking at external behaviors they're not looking so much at the state of consciousness and it's certainly very easy to understand at what point in the process one is by looking at those criteria. But his definition of the Uttama devotee is very interesting. He gives two qualifications for the advanced development. And we might really wonder why Rupa Goswami, at least in this particular book, chooses only these two qualifications. 
подумать, почему вы пока с вами в этой именно книге выбираете только эти две квалификации. Does anyone remember what are the two qualifications? Not only don't criticize, whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize. There's no inclination in the heart to criticize. Obviously, he has to not criticize. But he doesn't mention that. Of all the 26 qualities in a devotee, he only mentions this one. And what is the second quality Second, second uh, symptom. No other quality like that. Mm. Undeviated devotional service. So the topmost devotee is serving Krishna without any break. Like Bhagavatam. There's, there's no stopping. Not that I serve Krishna in the morning and then I serve Maya the rest of the day. Not even I'm serving Maya for one moment. So that we can understand. The advanced devotee is serving Krishna always. But why, out of all of the qualities, did he pick freedom from the desire to criticize? Any idea? Any, any other ideas? Thank you. He says, everybody is a servant of Krishna. This is, uh, because of you need to repeat what he says into the microphone. Because this is the cause of uh, one's fall down. I have found this to be true. About myself. That if I criticize something in somebody, then Krishna will show me. Oh, what about you?
он критикует Кришну, потому что на самом деле потому что он в сердце находится каждого. Why do we criticize? Почему вообще критикуем? Why is it so hard to give up criticism? Почему вот так сложно Okay, you're saying we're envious. But if it was, it doesn't seem so easy to give this up. If we want to make progress, obviously this is a very important thing to take care of. And in order to, under, in order to understand how to get rid of it. We need to understand why we keep it. Because we are choosing to keep this critical mentality. Remember that Rupa Goswami is talking about an inclination, not just a behavior. Помните, что Рупа Госвами на самом деле говорит о склонности, не о поведении, не только о поведении, а даже о склонности. So even if you could control your speaking, и даже если вы можете контролировать свою речь, never say anything critical. и никогда не говорите ничего критического, он не, только, не просто говорит о речи, он на самом деле говорит о сердце. Why do we criticize? What do we think are our good reasons for criticizing? I'm not the only one with this problem. Right? Do, we, do we have this problem? Almost everybody that we see, we find some fault in them. What do we think are our good reasons for doing this? I am better than him. Okay. Why do I think I need to feel that I'm better? Can someone tell me what's good about that? I can learn something. To try to seek more love. Do we? Is there some reason why you guys are sitting behind me? Because I, I was trained that I should look at everyone in the audience, and I'm going to end up after the lecture stuck like this. So I'm just wondering why you're why you're sitting behind me. Every once in a while, I want to check in on you. Is it a good thing to want to feel good about ourselves? Is that a good thing? Are, are we sure or we're not sure? Not good. Not good. All right, well, 
But you think spiritual is not good? Yes. Is it a good thing spiritually? Do you feel good about ourselves? Yes, it's really good. You say it's good, okay? Why? Okay. If I feel good about myself, I'm happy. Now, the nature of the soul is to be happy. Therefore, happiness is part of truth. Misery is a false state. Being depressed about yourself is not spiritual. So, how do the pure devotees feel good about themselves? They never say they're good. You're not sure. They always uh, this this by the way, we're touching now on one of the reasons why it's so difficult to advance. That Maya tells us if you advance, you're going to be so unhappy. Because if you make spiritual advancement, you'll have to always be depressed. So don't do it. How do the pure devotees feel good about themselves? They're, they're always happy, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. How do they feel good about They realize their spiritual nature. Yes, they realize their spiritual nature. Do we have the same qualities as Krishna? Yes? What qualities do we have? Tell me some of Krishna's qualities that we also have. Beauty. What else? Strong. Strong. Thank you. Eternal. That means we cannot be hurt. We are uh, invincible. What else? We have knowledge. More. More. Desire to control, to manipulate. <laughs> Krishna doesn't doesn't like to manipulate. He controls through love. 
Not through force. Krishna doesn't like force. We're, fu we're full of compassion. Serving other devotees. Mm. We're full of giving and service. Sacrifice. You guys need to learn Krishna's qualities. And they're listed in the nectar devotion. <laughs> Krishna has unlimited qualities. But the soul has 58 of the 64 listed. Krishna is very grateful. Compassionate. Clever. He likes to dress nicely. We have all these qualities. So if you have all those qualities, of course you're going to feel good about yourself. Correct or not? Yes. And why else does the devotee feel good about the pure devotee? Why do they feel good about Okay, you you're jumping three steps ahead of me. Why else does the pure devotee feel good about themselves? Yes, and what is his real position? I've got the best master. I'm, I've got the best master. Suppose that you just got a job working for a really good company. Did you get that? Yes. <laughs> they make a first-class product that benefits the world. They give a great salary. First-class working conditions. Wonderful colleagues. Wouldn't you feel good about yourself? I got the best job. So the pure devotee is feeling, I'm Krishna's servant. I don't deserve it. But I have the best job. Now I'm going to teach you a little secret here about humility. What kind of money do you guys use? Kind of I'm asking you, what kind of money do you use? No, in this country, what kind of money? What's it called? Liters. Liters? Liters. Okay. Five euros, euros is about how many litas? I'm asking just you, just 
Five euros is how many euros? Fifty. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Okay. So let's say. Let's say you have 20 liters. Lit. Lit or liters? <laughs> Russian. <laughs> so you take your liters or your lit and you go to the shop. And you buy something and it's worth 20 liters. How do you feel? Okay. You have your 20 liters, you go to the store, you buy something, and then you find out it's only worth 5 liters. How do you feel? Okay, you have your 20 liters. You go to the store. And you get something that's worth 200 liters. How do you feel? Our happiness is directly related to how little we think we deserve something. That was long. Did you get that? Yeah. It was really long. If I think I deserve something, I will hardly ever be happy with what I get. Is this clear? So the pure devotee is thinking, I don't deserve Krishna's service. But I have Krishna's service. And I'm full of all good qualities. But I didn't earn any of them. I can't claim that I deserve them. It's just the way I am. It's how Krishna manifested me. So in this way, the Uttama devotee feels very happy with themselves. So they have no need to criticize others. In order to feel good about themselves. I think that there's another reason why we criticize others. Besides wanting to feel good about ourselves. I think we want to be intelligent. We want to decide what pe with whom I should associate, who I should trust. I want to decide what's good and what's bad. So I need to look at other people and think, is that a good thing or a bad thing? So how does the pure devotee have discrimination without 
criticism. То есть как у чувства преданного есть чувство различия без критики. He knows that everyone is a soul. Okay. So I have the the guidelines of the Shastra that I can judge a person's behavior. То есть я могу судить о поведении человека и его настроении. But at the same time I see that everyone is a soul. Но на самом деле в то же время я вижу, что все каждый есть душа. And everyone is equal with me. И все равны, мы все равны. Simply some souls are making foolish choices. Одинаково все души они выбирают какие-то делают глупые выводы. And I've also made so many foolish choices. So I don't think I'm a better entity. So this is how one can give up the propensity to criticize others. You can't just say, I won't criticize anymore. Does that work? But we have to see why do I criticize? What good things am I trying to get? I'm trying to feel good about myself and I'm trying to be intelligent. I'm trying to have discrimination. And we can see that in order to do those spiritually, one must have some realization. So that this concludes the first portion. Of how to understand Kanista, Madhima, and Uttama. Kanista is chanting the holy name. Madhima has received Gayatri Mantra and is worshipping the deity. And the Uttama Bhakta is always serving Krishna without interruption. And has no desire to criticize. Because the reasons for criticism are completely satisfied. Is this okay? Can we, can we go on now? Yes. Question at the end. Otherwise, we won't make it. I don't even know now how I'm going to. Really, these should be three different seminars. And with translation makes it take longer. What to do? Okay, so the second category is how you treat other 
living entities. Это то, как вы взаимодействуете с другими живыми существами. So this is described mostly in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam. Srila Prabhupada references this in the Ishopanishad. And he speaks about it frequently throughout his books and lectures. This, by this understanding, the Kanista thinks that God is only in the temple. Not only in the temple, but only in my temple. God is only in the Catholic Church. Or only in the Shuni Muslim Mosque. And such people Uh, they are always fighting among themselves. But they're always arguing about the process of devotion. I'm sure I'll find it right after the seminar. They're always, they're always thinking my process of devotion is better than your process They're using the Shastra as weapons. This quote says this. Oh, I have this quote that says this. I'm right, you're all wrong. My way of worship is the best. I once got an email from one devotee giving his opinion about some, some philosophical point. And he said, and this is Krishna's opinion. And that's the only opinion. That is the only opinion. And I thought, is it Krishna's opinion? Or how you understand Krishna's opinion? You know, one of the first things that we learn in the Hare Krishna movement is that the conditioned soul has four defects. Imperfect senses, mistakes, to be illusioned, and to cheat. By the way, this mistakes does not mean you put your shoe on the wrong foot. Because even the gopis make that kind of mistake. They put their clothes on upside down. When they're running to see Krishna. Even Krishna makes that kind of mistake. When he sees Radharani, he starts milking the bull instead of the cow. So we don't mean that kind of mistake. 
In the purport of Ishopanishad Mantra 18, Srila Prabhupada explains that the kind of mistake a conditioned soul makes is doing something sinful without understanding that it is sinful. Anyway, the conditioned soul has these four kinds of mistakes. Four kinds of defects. And sometimes we think, well, this applies to all the other conditioned souls, but not me. So if I'm a conditioned soul, when I'm reading the Shastra, and I'm hearing from the pure devotee, I still have a cheap propensity. I still have a tendency to be illusion. I have imperfect senses. Therefore, my understanding of the Shastra may not be exactly the same as the Shastra. Does this make sense? Yes? No? I'm falling asleep. Make sense? Okay. Then, in addition, Srila Prabhupada has told us that every verse in the Shastra can be understood through many different angles. In fact, he said we should discuss the Shastra from as many angles as possible. And we find even among the liberated pure devotees, they sometimes understand the Shastra in different ways. But the Kanista devotee thinks my understanding is the same as God's understanding. My understanding is perfect. My worship is perfect. Anyone who disagrees with me is an enemy. And such a person does not know how to treat other living beings. Uh, we can talk about people who are religious but yet uh, engage in meat eating. People who are religious but kill people just because they're from another religion. This is also described in the third canto of the Bhagavatam, in chapter 29. Someone who's doing devotional service, but they're envious, proud, violent, and angry. And Lord Kapiladev says there, that if you worship the Lord, but you don't know how to treat other living entities, you think you're offering grains into the fire, but you're offering your grains 
into ashes. So this is the kanista. Always quarreling. Proud. Thinking that I own God. And not knowing how to treat others. The middle devotee is kind to all living entities. Has love for the Lord. Makes friends with other devotees. Helps the innocent. And avoids the demons. And atheists. Not out of pride. But out of humility. Thinking I'm not qualified to help these people. And the top devotee is to sing everyone is a devotee and everyone is a better devotee than me. Now we can see how in this description this is very similar to being free from the desire to criticize others. And we're going to look at a commentary by Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur. This is from 4th Canto, Chapter 4, Text 12. He says, there's four levels of good and four levels of bad. As far as fault-finding. So the bottom level of good, you see people's faults, and you see how they could be possible good qualities. Next level, you see the faults, but you don't pay attention to them. You focus on the good. Next level, you don't see any faults, and you expand the good. Top level, you see only good even if there isn't any. Then you have five levels of bad. You see good qualities as potential bad qualities. Next level of bad. You see the good but you don't think about that and you emphasize the faults. Next level, you don't see anyone's good qualities and you expand the faults. Bottom level, you see faults where there aren't any. So you can see that the Uttama devotee in both of these systems, uh, they see that everyone is a soul. Everyone is good. 
And you may say, how can we do this? First, at least we should come to the level of treating everyone with respect. This is actually the doorway between unsteady and steady bhakti. And that is this humility and respect. And the way that I can do that and see the good in everyone is I see that everyone is really looking for Krishna. Even the most evil things that people do they are really looking for Krishna. Krishna says he is even death. Those who enjoy killing, they are looking for Krishna. Those who want power, Krishna is the most powerful. They're looking for Krishna. If you think about it a little bit, you'll see that every living entity is looking for Now they may be looking in the wrong way, in the wrong direction, but they're looking for Krishna. So this is a science, how to understand that everyone's looking for Krishna. But I've given you a little hint. I don't think we can emphasize enough that advancement in spiritual life depends upon and is symptomized by how we treat other living entities. You'll find throughout the Shastra that the devotee should be kind to all living entities. One devotee recently asked me, according to the Shastra, can a man have affection for his wife? I said, well, the devotee is supposed to be Suridam Sarvadevinam. He's supposed to be the deep friend of everyone. I think the wife is included. <laughs> so how do we treat others? Do we have respect? Uh, that this is a part of God. And we were saying yesterday, this living entity is someone that Krishna loves. Krishna is staying in the heart of everyone. Although they're traveling on these different machines through the material world, still Krishna is staying in the heart. 
И несмотря на то, что живые существования путешествуют на этих машинах в материальном мире, все равно Кришна в сердце каждого. Even if you're in a very envious body, like a mosquito, or a poisonous snake, still Krishna has unlimited love for every living entity. So when one sees like that, then one can treat everyone with respect. Он может обращаться, общаться с людьми с каждым с, с уважением. To make advancement without this is impossible. И прогрессировать без этого невозможно. You will stay on the kinista platform. Будете находиться просто на уровне канистры. And you remember yesterday we were talking about the two happy people. И помните вчера мы говорили о двух видах счастливых людей. You remember? Помните? Who are the two happy people? Yes. So when you are on the Kanista platform, you're no longer a fool, but you're not experiencing transcendental bliss. Cannot stay on that platform. We are Ananda Maya Biasat, we are pleasure seeking. If we don't go forward to spiritual pleasure, we'll be, we'll be dragged back to material illusory pleasure. Okay, so now we've looked at two different definitions of Kanista, Majjhima, and Uttama. The first was by Harinam, Diksha, and free from criticism. The second way was, I think I own God. I am right, everyone else is wrong. I only treat God nicely. Next level is I treat other living entities with respect. And next level, full humility towards all living entities. Now we're going to look at the third way of understanding Kanista, Majjhima, and Uttama. And this relates to the question that was asked at the end of yesterday's class. Do you, any of you remember that question? Yes, you remember the question because you asked the question. So maybe you should ask it again. Because I'm also attached to it, so I'm very afraid to lose this. 
То есть я с Платьем очень добр ко мне, он стал в последнее время давать мне очень много материальных удобств и благ. И мне стало страшно, то есть я на самом деле и привязана к нему, не хочу их отпускать, но и мне страшно, как вообще с Господом теперь будут. Я понимаю, что это мне будет препятствием на пути. So the third way of understanding advancement is how much someone is free from fear. И третье определение прогресса это то, насколько человек свободен от страха. To what extent we have courage? То есть до какой степени у нас есть защита, уверенность, Courage is a very interesting quality. If we can think about all of the bad qualities, Krishna lists these in the 16th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, and briefly in the 10th chapter. Lust, anger, greed, arrogance. Now you'll find that demoniac people are often proud of these bad qualities. Yes, I'm very greedy. I'm very lusty. I'm very proud. But nobody is proud of being a coward. Even the greatest demon is ashamed of being a coward. And courage is at the root of all good qualities. I, I hope that all of us would consider ourselves to be honest people. But sometimes we're not so honest. Is that true? Can we admit that this is true? Yes? No? I'm sleeping? Hello? Hello? Is this true? So I want us to think for a minute, under what circumstances do we give up our honesty? Under what circumstances do I do something that I know is wrong? When I'm afraid. When I'm afraid that if I do the right thing, I will suffer. I don't want to do the wrong thing. But I'm thinking, if I'm honest in this circumstance, I will have some pain. I think of this fear as the tipping point. It's like I can be honest, 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 honest. Oh. 
At what point I become afraid, at that point I give up the good quality. Whether it's honesty, whether it's fairness, whether it's kindness. Responsibility. Therefore the scripture says that those who are not pure have no good qualities because then I don't really have those qualities. It means I'm doing what's in my imagined self-interest. If I had 100% courage, then I would always be able to live my ideals. There would be no conflict between my actions and my ideals. If I had complete courage, and how does one get this courage? It is by understanding Bhakti Ramyagatapasam Sarva Loka Maheshram Surinam Sarva Bhutanam that there's a God who is completely powerful and not only completely powerful he is my best friend. If we think of our best friend in this world, maybe our mother, our husband or wife, our child, somebody of ours, some good pal, good friend. And we take that best friend as if they were multiplied millions and millions and millions of times. Krishna is that kind of friend. Now, even in this world, a good friend, a good boss, a good parent will take care of a person. If you work for a good company, they'll pay you a, a salary, a fair salary. They'll give you vacations. They'll give you all facility to do your work. They'll even have a party on your birthday. An ordinary company that is caring about making money and they will take care of you. An ordinary parent materialistic parent uh, they will give their child food clothes education toys affection friends that's an ordinary parent, full of so many faults, and they will take care. 
So one becomes convinced. Krishna is taking care. Krishna is taking care of everything I need. Krishna is satisfying all of my needs. And if Krishna is satisfying all of my needs, I never have to worry about anything. If Krishna gives me something, he takes it away, it doesn't matter. He's going to take care of my needs. And much more perfectly than I can take care of them myself. I think, no, no, I won't surrender to Krishna. We think I won't surrender to Krishna. He might take something away. He might hurt me. I'll make my own plans for protection. So we've been making our own plans for a long time. Does our life always work out the way we want? Are we perfect at protecting ourselves? And everything we have, my dear friends, we are going to lose. Even this body, all the knowledge we've gained in this life, our friends, we're going to lose all of it. Guaranteed. I will not be able to hold on to any of it. If I think that my possessions and my attachments and my, my possessions and attachments my intelligence or anything else is going to meet my needs. Meet my needs. Give me what I need. I will be disappointed. And you can say, well, sometimes Krishna does deal a little harshly. I mean, we read about how Krishna takes away things from the devotees that he loves. So I'm afraid. My dear friends, he's going to take away everything anyway. This was the realization of Bali Maharaj. When Vamandev comes. And Sukracharya says, no, no, he's going to take everything. And Bali said, I will lose everything at death anyway. Why not give it with love? My mother used to say this when she was old. She said, better to give with a warm hand instead of a cold hand. She would, did you get that right? No. 
Но большую часть их она дала перед тем, как умерла. So Krishna is going to take everything. То есть в любом случае Кришна все заберет. Why not give it with love? Почему бы сейчас это с любовью не отдать? And if Krishna takes something, и если Кришна что-то забирает, it is so we can have real happiness. И это так, что мы на самом деле можем uh, получить настоящее счастье. It is like the parents taking away a sharp knife. Это то же самое, когда родители убирают острый нож от ребенка. Now, how do we give things up? И теперь, как мы отдаем вещи? We don't have to give up the things. На самом деле, мы не должны отдавать вещи. We have to give up thinking, this is my shelter. На самом деле, мы должны отбросить вот это мышление, что это моя My family is my shelter. My body is my shelter. My knowledge is my shelter. My electronics are my shelter. Now Krishna is my shelter. And if Krishna is my shelter, whether I have these other things or not, it doesn't matter. And by cultivating this mentality, you gain courage. And when you have courage, then you can completely surrender to Krishna. So if this sounds still scary, then you pray for courage. Lord Ramachandra says, if a person one time prays to me for courage, I award fearlessness to that person. You'll notice also in the Bhagavad Gita that attachment, fear, and anger go together. И вы можете заметить в Бхагавадгите, что привязанность, страх и гнев, они всегда идут рука об руку. I'm thinking, this, I need this thing. Я думаю, я вот это мне это очень надо. I'm not going to get what I need unless I have this thing. Я не буду доволен, если у меня не будет этой вещи. Now we're not just talking about a physical, concrete item. И мы сейчас не говорим о какой-то конкретной физической вещи. Relationships. Это ли может быть отношения? Ability. Возможности. So I become attached. То есть я привязываюсь. Attached, И когда я привязан, я боюсь. А что если я потеряю? А мы потеряем. Я you don't know when. Не знаете когда, конечно. You don't know how. Не знаете как. But the if is settled. Но это гарантировано. The if. Uh, Will we lose it definitely? Ну, в общем, потеряем или нет, мы потеряем. Sorry, whenever I get poetic, it's hard for me. So I'm full of fear. То есть я полон страха. And when I'm afraid, и когда я боюсь, if you start pulling on it. 
I become angry. How dare you take the source of my protection? If I think you're going to hurt my reputation, or take my money, or damage my relationship, I become afraid, and I become angry. So when we feel fear and anger, and anger is almost always fear, ask yourself, what is my shelter? Why do I think this is my shelter? What need do I think this will give me? And you can say this simple mantra. Krishna will meet all of my needs. And then the anger and the fear will go away. So this level of Kanista, Majjhima and Uttama is on the level of how much faith and courage one has. Those who have very little courage they are considered Kanista. Yes, I depend on Krishna. And then there's a little problem. Uh, the Majjhima, uh, yes, I can depend on Krishna. But they can't answer all, they can't convince others. And the Uttama, they're firmly fixed on Krishna. And they can give that courage so we have looked at three different ways of understanding Kanista, Majjhima and Uttama. Through levels of faith. Through how you treat other living entities. And through diksha and freedom from criticism. I hope this has helped you to understand what is your current position and the steps you can take to go forward. On our last seminar, we'll be looking at a completely different system that is described in Srila Prabhupada's purport to the Nectar of Instruction, text 8. That is, what kind of meditation we have on Krishna and how deep it is. So thank you for your kindness. I'm going to end now. The class is over. If you want to stay for 10 more minutes, I will take it. But if you want to leave now, the class is over.
I didn't answer your question? That answer. That answer now. Now we have one for, that will start the next class. Go ahead. So if I understand correctly, it has to be practiced or abhyas. Like for getting courage, we have to take risk, start taking risk, 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 and then we reach at this stage where we can take the ultimate risk. Yes. So how Krishna is telling that abhyas yoga and all like this we have to practice. Who here is a parent? Does anybody here have children? Who has So, you know, when children are very small, sometimes you, you put them on a, like a top of a piece of furniture, and they, they jump into your hands. You, you've seen this? Yes? No? no? Yes, you've seen. Okay, you, you put the, the, the child Little, little child. <laughs> and you hold your hands and there is a little gap. And they jump into your hands. And they, are, they love this. They will do it again and again and again. So you practice with the little things. Take a little jump. You, you don't know Krishna is not saying he's not catching you before you jump but then it's no fun anyway but we're thinking Krishna has to hold me before I jump Eleventh canto it says you run blindfolded You try, try a little jump. And you see that he catches you. Every time. You know, actually, the jumping isn't difficult. It's getting the, the courage to jump that is difficult. Jumping is not difficult. It takes one second. And it is so wonderful. And then you say, why did I take so long to surrender this? <laughs> But the mind is going. If I surrender this, all these terrible things will happen. If I stop criticizing people, I'll become a foolish person. Does that make sense? So that is the abhyasa. 
I practice giving up very little things. То есть я практикую отказываться от каких-то маленьких вещей. То есть вот этот корень дерева она это зависть и гордость. And I'm just cutting off a little few twigs of the tree. And I cut off a twig and I, oh, I feel so good. That's so one day you can say, okay, Krishna, take out the whole thing. Enough fooling around with these twigs. <laughs> Make sure you're honest, please. Don't ask Krishna to take something away that you don't want to give up. Very bad idea. Be very honest. Anything else? I'm talking about giving up your material attachments. And that doesn't necessarily mean giving up the thing. Sometimes. Like televisions belong in the garbage can. Sometimes devotees ask me, how can I give up my television? They say, you look in the back. There's a wire. Just pull. And then there's a window you throw. But usually it doesn't mean giving up the things. Usually it means giving up the idea that this is my shelter. In the Gita it says that the demons have come ashrita, they're taking shelter of lust. И в Бхагавите говорится, что демоны принимают прибежище у вожделения. Or ahankara ashrita, they're taking shelter of the false ego. You'll never give up a mistake by letting go of false ego and lust, and that will never be a mistake. Don't worry. How to deal with, the, with this fear, which is uh, stronger than we are? Pray for courage. Pray for courage. Pray for courage. Ask Krishna, please give me courage. He will. Definitely. No question. 
But not necessarily immediately. Why not? Do you want it? Why not? He wants that. He's just waiting for us to want it. <laughs> He's just standing there. When are you going to ask me for this? <laughs> He's been waiting for a long time. <laughs> Sarva Dharma Pricha Jamame Kam Sharnam Raja Aham Tam Sarva Papebio Moksha Ishami Masuchaha Masuchaha Aham Tam Aham Tam Sarva Papebio Moksha Ishami Masuchaha All of them, everything. Sarva Papebio. He doesn't say, well, some of them. I'll take away some of them. You better, some of them you better worry about. Just don't worry. You'll get freedom. Do we want it? Are we tired of being in iron chains? Uh, what does it mean not to ask something which you are not ready to give up? Not <laughs> <laughs> ask to something. Oh, Krishna. If I go to Krishna, <laughs> and I say, Krishna, I don't want anything in the material world. I just want pure devotional service. But if I'm lying, Krishna doesn't just hear the words. He hears the heart. If my heart is saying, I really want a good reputation, lots of money, I really want to be really attractive. Krishna hears that. And he'll take one of your attachments and he'll go, he won't even take it away. I'll just shake it. You'll be very sorry. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't do that. I think most of us do that. At least once. Some of us do it twice. Don't do that. Be honest. If you see, I have attachment for all these things in my heart. 
если вы видите, что у меня есть привязанность к, этим, к всем этим вещам. Take that to Krishna. Просто дайте это Кришне. He knows anyway. Он все равно в любом случае знает. You're not fooling him. And you're not fooling anybody else either. All your good friends, they all know what your attachments are. Just like you know theirs. You can see your friends' faults, right? They can, they can see yours, too. So who's the only person we're fooling? So go to Krishna honestly. If, even if you have all material desires, go to Krishna. Say, Krishna, I have this desire for reputation. I have a desire for wealth. I have a desire for a beautiful, young, intelligent wife. Here, here's all my desires. Now, you just do with them whatever you like, okay? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust that you are going to meet all of my needs. You take these desires, you do with them what you like. Be honest. And please give me the courage to give up any attachment I have other than to you. And don't be a phony. Fake. Param Sadvam Dhimihi. I meditate on the absolute truth. Sattva Gun. Sattva means good and it also means true. Sattva Gun. Sattva Maya means that which is not. It's, it's, uh, it's, it appears to be something, but it's actually something else. It's a fake. Like someone sells you a watch. And they tell you it's a good watch. It's a, it's a fake. Maya means something that's a fake. You cannot approach Krishna if you're false. He's not interested in such a relationship. Is that clear? Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. Hare Krishna.